This is a Reconstructionist Radio production. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to download our free audiobooks. The title of this book is Don't Talk to the Police, The Ultimate American Weapon, A Common Lawyer Comments, Copyright 2010, Written by Brent Allen Winters. Visit commonlawyer.com for more information. Chapter 4. Your Right to Keep Silent Whittled Away Our forefathers, when they wrote the Fifth Amendment of our Constitution, had in mind a lot of history which has been forgotten. They made a judgment that it were better for an occasional crime to go unpunished than the prosecution should build up a criminal case with enforced disclosures by the accused. If it be thought that the privilege is outmoded in this modern age, then the thing to do is to take it out of our Constitution, not to whittle it down by judicial opinion. The right to remain silent, along with the rest of the Bill of Rights, is a full-fledged right, not a mere privilege, as though one enjoys the right only by state permission. God has inextricably bound up each person's rights with each person's being. Privileges, on the other hand, are mere permissions given by men, and therefore, law entitles the giver, at his pleasure, to take them away. To our hurt, American courts are often sloppy with terms, calling rights privileges and calling privileges rights, especially respecting the right to remain silent. Confusion of key terms brings confusion of mind, making for false law and oppressive government. By ignoring the Fifth Amendment's protection of your right to remain silent, courts in the United States have eroded it, calling it a privilege instead of a right, and allowing technicalities to avoid it. Your commenter once discussed with a local county prosecutor his client's Fifth Amendment defenses before a federal court. The prosecutor chuckled as he spoke. In federal court, a fellow no longer has any rights, except the right to trial by jury, but that doesn't amount to much. Even if you get the jury impaneled, they'll figure your man guilty from the start, because being accused makes a fellow look guilty. Our common law charges each juror to respect individual rights. But if a common law mindset, truly presuming that the accused is innocent, until the government proves each individual element of the crime charged against him beyond a reasonable doubt, does not hold jurors, neither the innocent nor the guilty will enjoy their God-given rights. The Fifth Amendment is our forebearer's affirmation of the right to remain silent, meant for the benefit of the innocent as well as the guilty. Nowadays, however, the right to remain silent is, in some respects, stronger in England than in the United States. In order to claim the right in England, the witness must simply refuse to answer questions. In order to claim the right in the federal courts of the United States, the witness must first prove that he is in real accusatory danger, a court-fashioned phrase setting the litmus test for the courts allowing one to use the rights to remain silent as a shield. By the time such an endangered person convinces the court, to its arbitrary satisfaction, of his right to stand on the Fifth, he has often revealed enough sworn information from his conscience that the Fifth Amendment protects including information otherwise protected by attorney's client privilege to lead a passive grand jury to his indictment or a confused trial jury to his conviction. Then, if the witness is still determined to assert his right to remain silent, the judge can force him to take the stand, submit to an oath, and respond to each question asked with words invoking the right. 
A general refusal to speak at all, called a blanket fifth, gives grounds for the court to hold the witness in contempt. Whereupon the court can, in its discretion, jail the witness with the jailhouse key in the witness's pocket. The information demanded. The reason for the difference between the Anglo courts and the Anglo-American courts respecting the right to remain silent is that in England the right is seen as an ancient liberty. It rests for its authority not on any statute, but upon unwritten knowledge of England's recognition of the right from before time out of memory. American courts, however, have fallen into the subtle notion that our right to remain silent arises from the Fifth Amendment and not from the common law. To the contrary, our Fifth Amendment, as all the Bill of Rights, is but the guarantee of our common law right to remain silent. In fact, our Constitution is written in the language of the common law and carries in its terms the necessity of knowing the common law in order to understand its clauses and apply them. The right to remain silent stems from the Creator, having made each man and woman in His image. Just as the Creator only reveals Himself to men when, how, and to what extent pleases Him, the common law never obligates men, being products of God's righteous imagination, to reveal information stored in their minds, conscience, to any other, except to the extent that others have a God-given right to such particular information. One does well to search the scriptures to determine what God requires respecting not only one's duty to speak when the state commands one to be silent, First Amendment, freedom of speech, but also, just as important, one's duty to remain silent when the state commands one to speak, Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. Never forget, the common law right to remain silent embraces no right to lie. If one does choose to speak, law obligates one to speak truth, with certain exceptions Scripture sets forth. Understanding the right to remain silent is also vital because if a person chooses to speak truth, but that truth which he speaks displeases the state, he risks prosecution for obstruction of justice. Or if he spoke the words in question under oath, he risks perjury. Sometimes God's will that one remain silent, at other times it is God's will that one speak. In either case, history is clear. Many, obeying God, have died for using the right to free speech. Many others, also in obedience to God, have died for using their right to remain silent, forbearing to speak. Both the common law's freedom of speech and right to remain silent acknowledge and protect one's choice to speak or not to speak as God informs and directs.